Hey, my name is Sheldon March. Welcome to Wild. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wild. Wow, what a journey, what a time. What an incredible experience it's been. I'm just joking. Uh, I haven't uploaded for an incredibly long time and it's the worst way to start a video. So I'm just gonna stop right there, but don't worry about it, we're back. I've had an incredibly, incredibly busy last couple of years and I had to take a bit of a step back. These things happen and I was really disappointed because I loved it. It was fun, it was nice. I don't know how many listeners I had, probably not that many. My kitty mug. If you know Kenny versus Spenny, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I loved it. It was so much fun. It was so therapeutic and it was so cool to just be able to speak my mind. And some people really loved it. You know, I got to a point, and this is not a joke, I could show you the email I got from Podbean. So Podbean is my sponsor host, and my podcast host, sorry. And they said to me, Sheldon, just so you know, you've ranked number 41 in comedy in Pakistan. And I was fucking blown away. I was like, no way, Pakistan, all my boys, my homies, did it. Uh, I have no idea, the most random country, Pakistan, but I'm here for it. I love you guys, I'm back. Let's get cracking on that tagine. Anyway, we're back. It feels really good to be back. I'm not gonna take a break again. And look, it's visual. It's me. We got stuff going on. Uh, that was a nightmare to print, by the way. You have no idea how difficult it is to find something that can be printed in a square format on metal, right? An absolute nightmare, but hey, we got it. Gotta start somewhere, gotta start somewhere. So, it's been a very busy couple of years, and fuck, it's been years. But I'm back now, I've got some pretty cool plans for the podcast. I'm not gonna go too crazy into what that is now. Number one, because I obviously don't want to spoil anything, but number two, because I don't have it all planned out yet. But just so you know, this is gonna be quite consistent. I'm gonna try and make this a weekly thing. And there's gonna be a lot more preparation, because I realized that was an issue last time. I listened back to some of the previous episodes and it was just garbage. Not all of them, there were some funny moments, but most of it was just me talking shite. So definitely gonna try and avoid that. Now, I thought a good way to get back into the swing of things is to talk about some current events. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's Oppenheimer. So I went to go watch Oppenheimer over the weekend. Obviously everybody and their mom went to go see it. And it was fine. That's pretty much it, right? You would have seen Oppenheimer as well. And tell me if I'm wrong. Right? People are raving about this as being the best Christopher Nolan film. The best thing that this guy has ever created. Now, this gentleman made The Dark Knight. And in my opinion, The Dark Knight is the best superhero movie of all time. I don't like superhero movies. They're boring. They're shit. It's the same formula. Good guy, here comes bad guy. Bad guy does some fucked up shit. But then good guy, he beats bad guy and bad guy dies. And the good guy, he's even better guy. It's so transparent. I think with the last couple, you know, I got I got into the sort of hype with Endgame and you know, then Marvel's, oh, it's everywhere. It's the highest grossing movie. It's so cool. They're bringing in everybody. 
And I went to go, I did, actually, no, I did not. Did I go watch Endgame? I might have gone. I think I did. I think I paid to go see Endgame. And it was just so stupid. I sat there and I didn't watch the previous nine. And I thought, bloody hell, what, what is going on? And it was stupid, right? I didn't like anything else. Spider-Man, you know, the old one with Tobey Maguire because it was the first one. Pretty cool. Toby, you still got me, bro. I'm watching out for you. But besides that, I don't like superhero movies. Some people love them. I don't. I think they're shite. But The Dark Knight, that movie was something else, huh? I, I, th so there's a few movies that I can watch where it's just so perfect. It never gets old. It's just so deep and just incredibly done where I think to myself, I could never do that. I could never do what these people have done. And it's movies like The Revenant. I watched that the other day for the fourth or the fifth time. Mind bogglingly perfect just so beautiful the story is just so dense right requiem for a dream my favorite movie of all time that movie scared the shit out of me when i was a kid i could just see myself i could just see myself living like those people because i'm from south africa right and south africa if you come from a rich family things will be okay but if you come from a family that had to kind of work for everything that they have they're not millionaires then, you know, you're gonna kind of plateau and you have to work really hard to get ahead there now. But if you come from a poor family, it's impossible to get out of that cycle. Now, I, I've, I didn't come from, from a poor family. I was quite fortunate, right? But my family was by no means millionaires. I had to work. I got my first job at 16. And that movie just scared me. Because I just, I could see myself ending up like them. And I just, I just wouldn't touch drugs. Fuck that. But it's such a good movie, right? And The Dark Knight is the same. Normally when you watch a movie that's got a, a supervillain in it, it's very over the top, right? You can tell that it's just a fabricated load of crap. But with The Dark Knight, with the Joker, his climb from nobody or a petty criminal to being a mastermind that has the city at its knees. You can see it and it's believable. Every step is a slow and steady progression. And it blew me away. It's one of the movies that I, I, I just, I can't get enough of. It's perfectly done. Dark Knight Rises, it's fan. Not my, not my favorite. I really struggle to hear what, what Tom Hardy says in most of these things. Still, pretty jacked. Respect you, bro. Don't beat me up. So I went into Oppenheimer and I couldn't wait. I just thought this is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I went in and I went with the missus. And we had seats right in the front, right? Well, not right in the front, one back from the front. Now, if you've ever gone into a movie theater that's got an enormous screen... I don't know how they can possibly sell tickets that close. Because firstly, you're like this. Your neck is just scrounged up, thrown towards the heavens, and you have to physically turn your body from left to right to keep up with the action. And I was sat in this and I was just going, all right, this kind of blows. This is not comfortable. 
Okay. Cillian Murphy's face is extremely warped. His chin is enormous. And then his forehead is tiny. But I thought that's all good. It's about the story. It's about the story, bro. It's about the story, car. Right? Anyway. So I watched it. And I am not saying this to be funny. But I fell asleep, deep sleep, twice. Didn't party the night before. It was just boring. It was just non-stop talking. And then both times that I woke up was when they would be in deep dialogue about the bomb. And then there would be this enormous, gigantic explosion. And you wake up. Oh, and you're oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm watching Oppenheimer. Cool. And I got to the end and I was so confused. I was so confused because... Like it gets to that part where Matt Damon starts trying to trace back who was the sabotageur, you know? And he starts saying, oh, it was Clive. But Clive got the information from James. But James got the information from Jeremy. But Jeremy got the information from Robert. <gasps> but then if Robert got the information from John, then it means that John obviously spoke to Kelvin. And it's like, fuck, man, like, come on, I, I genuinely am not smart enough to follow this. Right, there's been three hours of just thinking and listening to some people talk. Please. Anyway, I know it sounds like I'm being quite negative, but it was pretty, so <laughs> it was fine. I will not watch it again. Generally, I won't watch it again. And that scene, that sex scene between Oppenheimer and Albert Einstein, I mean, why that was necessary, so sweaty and heavy as well you know no need for it so that's something that was quite relevant quite quite recent right i'm obviously repping my barbie shirt i bought this because i thought it'd be cool and as soon as i pressed as soon as i pressed buy i thought and i should have just thought about this a little bit more i saw it on tv i saw it on um on my phone i was like oh dude i should get a barbie shirt red bubble i looked first one i found bought it so i did have some people come up to me so this was last week and i went to watch oppenheimer obviously very recent they came out in the same weekend oppenheimer came out last week i had people come up to me and go oh have you seen bobby how was it and it's like no i haven't and they go but the shirt the fucking shirt and I, then i would have to explain that you know i just go oh i just thought it'd be funny hey <laughs> Anyway, I'll probably wouldn't go watch Barbie either. I've heard it's pretty woke. I've heard there's a bunch of bullshit about male patriarchy. I don't even know what that word means, bro. So miss me with all of that. Anyways, I hope everybody's been well. It feels good. It feels good to be back. New setup, new table, new shoes. I'm just joking. I don't have new shoes. Alrighty, what else have I written down on my fantastic list of things to chat about? Uh, I've written down Narcos. Now, Narcos is not very recent, right? Understandable. I get it. But I've just started watching it. Now, it's amazing. It is so unbelievably good. I don't have too much of a like a political commentary about it. I thought it was crazy interesting, right? That this guy, Pablo Escobar, 
He bring a Colombia down. Himself. With the cocaine. With the money. It was amazing. I mean, Escobar is one of those names that you sort of hear about. You know of him. You know he exists. But you don't really know his story. You know? You don't really know how he did it all. Or if you do, you'll read about it on Wikipedia and you'll go, oh, that's pretty cool. But when you see the practicality of it, it's fantastic. I mean, for those that don't know, skip ahead if this is stupid or boring. But he was just a petty criminal who, he was selling weed first, right? And then he slowly started selling cocaine and he realized you can make a lot more money by distributing this to the United States. And at its peak, he was making, or his empire, sorry, in terms of what they were selling, was making 465 million US dollars a week. Dude, that is insane money, right? It got to the point where he had to bury this cash. I mean, how did he even, I, I mean, you can't launder that sort of stuff, right? I mean, I remember watching Breaking Bad and they were trying to figure this sort of thing out. But it just gets impossible at that point. Honestly, if I was in his shoes, bro, what are you doing, dude? And then he, so what he did is he, he started selling cocaine and then he got really big and then he wanted to have influence and good on him, dude. Maybe I just don't aspire to enough, but he wanted to be a politician. So he started getting involved in politics, <laughs> the Colombian government, sorry. And he was then eventually kicked out of the government because of a prior arrest that he had and then he got really pissed off and he tried to build this empire bigger and then he started trying to fight the Colombian government to have their rules abolished things like that and it's like bro eventually you get to a point where it's where you just think take a break man work for two years make two billion dollars and go and fucking have a mojito on the beach bro just do that. Do that. You got no reason to wake up and go to work tomorrow. Nothing. What can you do with $4 billion that you can't do with two? You want to buy a boat? You want to buy two boats? You want to buy 10 boats? Go get your boats, bro. Relax, because you're just going to get yourself into bigger trouble, right? And that's what happened is he eventually then grew too big. And then the United States government got involved because then the cocaine was just too much, right? Then it was a case of, let's extradite him to the US. And that's what they try to do. And that's where his biggest issues then started arising. That's when he tried to like, kill presidents and take down political figures. And I just can't help but think that if he, just, if he had just stopped, just stopped a little bit early, you would have been solid, bro. Anyway, very, very good show. I've just finished season one. And he's now escaped. So he's escaped his cool prison that he built himself. If you don't know that, that's uh, what happens. So he actually gets to a point where he's arrested. And then the government's like, well, what are we going to do now? You got to go to jail, bro. Well, sorry, he doesn't get arrested. He volunteers to give himself up under the pretense that he gets to build his own jail. And make it himself, build it himself where he wants it, do what he wants to in it. No, no police officers within a three kilometer radius. And they accept it just so that they know he's there and the violence stops. Anyway, if you haven't watched it, fantastic program. You need to give it a crack. 
Alrighty, and then I've written down Soul X. Now, what could that be? Huh? Mamma mia. Papa Pia. Baby got the diarrhea. So, Soul X is the new Soul movie. Number 10, I believe it is. I mean, if the title's anything to be, to be believed. I don't know if Spiral fits in that. Spiral. You know, they had the final chapter. Then they had Jigsaw, which was eight. Then they had Spiral. So, yeah, this is Soul 10. Bro, same thing, right? Eventually, you just got to get to a point where you got to calm this stuff down. Right? I mean, another one. If it is just not so obvious that Hollywood is bleeding. They're bleeding, bro. I mean, Saw X. Now, I love Saw. I'm a bit of a horror guy. I like that spooky shit. And I watched the first one super scared. I think I was like 11 when I watched it. And straight away for like two, three days, I just thought, he's gonna come after me because I don't appreciate my life. Really spooked me. Second one came out, same thing. Very, very scary. Third one, brilliant. And then the fourth one, fifth one, sixth one, seventh one, they all came out periodically and I watched them all. I would try and watch whichever ones I could in theaters, uh, but eventually it got very stale. Very, very stale. And then there was two more that came out. Wasn't very good. I watched Jigsaw. I thought it was awful, actually. I watched Spiral. And the thing is, Spiral was really hyped up, right? It, it had Chris Rock in it. Chris Rock wants to be a dramatic actor. You know, watch this. And I did, and it really wasn't that good either. I think it's because I did miss Tobin Bell. So Tobin Bell is the main guy. He plays Jigsaw. He was in all seven, even though he died in the fourth one. I believe it's the fourth one. Four. Now there's another one, man. D Tobin Bell. He's got to be in his 90s, bro. How old is he? Because he's getting on in the years, right? I mean, when he started. When he started in Jigsaw, he played an old man. He's 80! He's 80. Have you ever seen that meme of... When they try to make Tobin Bell look younger in the movie. So there's this scene where it kind of flash flashes back to why he became what he did. And it's him. But in a baseball cap. Facing backwards. It's so good. He's even got like the grey old man eyebrows. Grey hair sticking out from the sides. But he's 30. Because he's got a hat on. I'll probably go watch it still. You know. Just to see what it's all about. But damn, Dag, you guys call you guys gotta calm down on that stuff too. I mean, Fast and Furious Nine, The Meg Two, oh, this stuff is just so shit. I remember when I was a kid, right? I thought that working in Hollywood would be the most incredible privilege. You would be able to do the most amazing, groundbreaking stuff, stuff that is just seen and adored by millions but hollywood is dying and bad very very bad i mean disney has lost millions hundreds of millions over the last year from their shitty releases 
Tons. I watched a video about it today where their share price has gone down from $210 in 2021 to $88 as of the time of posting that, which was posted yesterday. Today's the 29th of July, 2023. Disney is really struggling bad. I don't know what's going to happen to Hollywood. I'll be honest. I think YouTube and the independent creator is going to take over a little bit more. I mean, that's what Elon Musk is trying to do as well now, right? I'm not sure if you've been following what's happened with him after he bought Twitter. So he initiated a ad revenue service for creators, not even necessarily creators, but people with large Twitter platforms. How this sort of stuff is calculated, I don't know. I assume it's a case of if you're a big page and you jump onto a Twitter page and they obviously have advertising in there. If you jump onto this particular page's page and then scroll down and eventually click on an ad, that'll count as something towards your ad revenue, whatever it might be. And it seemed pretty cool. Some people were paid out tens of thousands of dollars. And what's that gonna do? It's gonna incentivize people to do the stuff themselves, right? You can't really think about what it's gonna do next year got to think about where this is going to take us 10 years from now I and mean, people still want to go to the movies 100% right I don't think that sort of stuff will ever die but I do think that this private content publicly funded by individuals who like individuals personally I think that's going to be a lot bigger as we progress all right so I wanted to play you guys something that I was really proud of right so I got a phone call from somebody so this is something that I'm going to trial as well for the podcast is uh, just funny stuff that happens on my phone calls. I know that sounds so stupid, but I want you to just listen to the next two, three minutes and hear me out. So just some context, I got a phone call and I thought it was one of my friends playing a prank on me, thought it was one of my colleagues, and it wasn't. It was just somebody who had called my number thinking that I was a restaurant. Chinese restaurant, I think. So, give it a listen. The restaurant. Hello, this is Sheldon speaking. Hi, can I just um make an order, please? Yeah, of course you can. Uh, can I get um what is it with fried rice? Special fried rice. Can I get special one special fried rice? Yeah. And can I also get a chicken chow mein? Easy. And then can I also get the spring rolls and chicken wings, please. No problem. Um, spring rolls, we've got beef, chicken, veggie. Veggie, please. How many? Uh, how many? Two. Four, please. Four? Are you sure? Yes, please. They're big. Is that? Oh, they're big. They're like the size of a hot dog. Oh, okay. Maybe just two, please. No problem. Uh, anything else? Uh, that's it, thank you. 100%. I am going to have that ready for you within the next 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bonjour. Hello? Bonjour. J'ai la Hello. caméra d'NFT de Vlut Nevi. Hello. J'ai Tim Salette. 
Um, oh, sorry, I just made an order from your shop. See? What was that? Je t'aime ça la vie. Hey, how's it going? Oh, hey. Sorry, um, I just called to make an order just before. Yeah? Um, can I cancel that order? Why? Oh, it's just too long of a way there. 45 minutes isn't that long. Nah, it is, bro. It's too long for us. Sorry, can we please cancel it? Oh man, you don't just want to come and get like just the spring rolls? Like we already started making some. Nah, sorry, bro. It was way, too, it was way too long for us. We need to get home. Where's home? Uh, can you just cancel the order, please? I really need the money. Well, we don't want to give you our money, so just cancel the order, please. Pretty good, that, huh? I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. Some people found it really funny, so I wanted to just share it with you. And at least now it's there. It's there forever. Okay, so I wanted to have a very quick chat around some of the news of the past year. Obviously, I've been gone, right? I haven't seen anybody. I've been offline for a really long time. And I thought, what easier, lazier way to get back into it than just comment on the last couple of days, couple of uh, months in our time. So this is just some of the news of the last year. Hunter Biden, my boy, Hunter Biden, bro. I don't know if you guys are keeping up with this sort of stuff, but fuck me, is that guy just something else, huh? It makes me so suspicious that he is so incredibly bad and toxic for the American population, but nobody seems to care. Nobody seems to care. Now, I'm not going to go political and talk about Trump versus Biden because that's, I mean, firstly, I can't, right? I'm not American. So who cares what I have to say about politics? But this is my point, right? Donald Trump, when he was president, every single action that he did was scrutinized and criticized to a tremendous degree. A tremendous degree. Everything he did was broken down badly and painted in a negative light. Everything. There was never one positive thing said about that president. So you'd have to think to yourself that if Joe Biden was going to be kept under the same telescope, that his story about Hunter Biden would have been humongous. It goes without saying. But if Donald Trump's son behaved that way, the reaction would have been enormous. So my point is this. Surely any free-thinking individual can recognize the discrepancy between the media reporting on Trump and the media reporting on Biden. Surely you can see that there's a difference. And then you can trace it back and go, yeah, but it's because of that, but it's because of that, because of that. No, it's not. It's because they... I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say... It's because there's an agenda behind it. That was, that was what I was going to go for, but I'm not going to do that. This is my point. Surely you can notice that. And surely any free-thinking person can recognize that maybe they are being told who's good and who's bad. And if that's the case, just take a step back, right? Just take a step back and just look at it a little bit more closer.
instead of just jumping on the media bandwagon like a lot of people do nowadays, just recognize that maybe the media doesn't have your best interest at heart. Because Hunter Biden was apparently caught snorting cocaine at the White House. Now that should be huge news, right? Think about how far we've fallen as a species, as humanity, all the incredible things that we've achieved. And that's where we are now, and it barely makes the news. I'm sure you would have heard about it. I'm sure you would have heard about it, but not that much. Nobody cared. It was blown over pretty quick. It breaks my heart. I don't know what's gonna happen in American politics, right? I, I mean, I wonder if Trump is gonna run in 2024. I thought he was going to do 2020. And the thing is, should he have announced 2024 by now? Maybe it's not going to happen. I don't know. I think it'll just fizzle out. I don't even know who the Republican candidate will be. DeSantis? I don't know who that is. Anyway, another thing I want to talk about was Mr. Bam Margera. My boy. And there's a very specific reason I wanted to discuss this. I can't believe what's happened to Bam. I am blown away as to what's happened to Mr. Bam Margera. Now I'm going to keep everybody updated with this and I'm going to go relatively in depth as to why this is a big deal to me and what I think about him. And I know he's not going to listen to this. I know nobody's going to listen to this that knows Bam or can influence him. But I thought it'd be good to just get my thoughts on a piece of paper, so to speak, right, about Bam Margera. Because I think a lot about Bam Margera. Jackass had an incredible influence over my life. And guaranteed, Jackass had a much bigger impact over your life than you'd think. A lot of people don't like to hear this or they think it's stupid and they'll argue with me about this. But the influence on pop culture that Jackass had was tremendous. So Jackass was obviously started in the 1990s and it paved the way for 21st century, edgy, pranky, stunty content. Does that ring a bell to you at all? YouTube. I'm not gonna go through the entire timeline of Jackass. I'd love to, maybe I should do that actually. I wonder if somebody would like it. Just from my opinion. Watch them all and then come and tell you about it. Anyway, Jackass started in 1999. Then they had their first movie a few years later. Then they had Jackass number two, which I think was their peak. And then they had Jackass number three, yada, yada, yada. But during, at its peak was Jackass number two, 2006. That was when people just went crazy for it, right? There wasn't this mass consumption of media on the everyday. It was still TVs and stuff. But in order to get that sort of edgy content, oh, shirt's uncomfortable. In order to get that sort of edgy content, you had to go to the movies. You had to watch Jackass, right? Which is exactly what I did. I, sorry, I didn't watch Jackass number two in theaters. I would have been 10 years old. I did watch number three though. Fuck ye, I'm cool as hell. And what else started in 2006? Technically, what got relatively big into, or started getting big in 2006 was YouTube. Now, that style of content, that edgy humor, that messing with people, short clips 
of the everyday person doing something funny started what YouTube used to get big. Does that make sense? Because that's the content that kept YouTube alive for all those years was fail videos and individuals doing funny stuff, right? I remember watching YouTube in 2006 and the content that I started putting up was Jackass inspired, 100%. So I'm not gonna go and mumble about this for the next half an hour about why Jackass is the biggest thing in the universe. But Jackass had an enormous, enormous influence on comedy, content creation, and the very media that we consume today. Would YouTube be here without Jackass? Maybe, but it's enormous. Jackass is incredible. It's not just a bunch of dudes being stupid. It paved the way for something a lot bigger. And the person who started Jackass, or who started the idea of Jackass, was Mr. Bam Margera. Bam Margera started CKY, which is a group of home videos that he filmed with his friends, Ray Gion, Chris Rabb, Ryan Dunn, Brandon DiCamillo. I just wanted to throw that in there to show you guys that I know my shit. And he was the he was one of the first people who just recorded all these funny stunts. No, actually, he was the first person who self-recorded a bunch of funny stunts, a bunch of quickly edited pieces of content, and then distributed it himself, like you could do on something like YouTube. He genuinely paved the way for Jackass. So Bam Margera, you trace that shit back. Bam Margera started a lot. And I used to grow up thinking that he was amazing. I had so much respect for that man because he just did so much. He never sat down, he never stagnated, he just created and filmed and did and created and filmed and did and he made some good stuff. The Jackass movies aside, Viva La Bam, an amazing, an amazing time capsule of the crazy shit of that time, right? Don Vito. Rest in peace. Could you imagine the amount of funny content that we would have continued getting from Don Vito if he never got convicted of sexual assault? But Viva La Bam was hilarious. I absolutely loved that stuff. So I thought that Bam was really ahead of his time. I really did. I thought that he was a genius. I thought that he was funny. I thought that he was an absolute entrepreneur from a creative sense. And those are the people succeeding nowadays. Think about someone like Mr. Beast. His content, obviously a lot more family friendly, a lot more high budget. But Bam did some good stuff. Now, a few years ago, I'll kind of talk you through where Bam fell off a little bit. And I know this is everybody's piece of news nowadays. But a few years ago, Ryan Dunn passed away, which was Bam's best friend. And then Bam used that as an excuse to go on a downward spiral on drugs and alcohol. Alcohol? I don't know, I'm talking like that. 
And he started just partying very, very hard. And he had a friend called Brandon Novak. And Brandon Novak was very dependent on heroin, used a lot of it, loved the stuff. I've personally never done it, but it's got to be good. It's got to be good. And he kind of saw Novak as an opportunity to look at him and think, I'm not that bad. Bro, I'm not this bad. Like, look what he's doing. This is bad. I'm fine. You know, and it was at that point that Steve-O had gotten sober. So Bam used to do that. I used to listen to Bam's uh, radio show back in the day. And he would always go, bro, listen, I might party, but I'm not as bad as Steve-O. And then Steve-O got sober, which is amazing. That guy's still sober. And he is, it's pretty cool to see how far he's come from how far he was. And then Bam just carried on partying. And it just got worse. And he went on tour with Brandon Novak to Australia. Tons of drugs, tons of booze. And it just got to a point where it, where it just got out of hand, you know. And then Novak book, booked himself into a rehab. He has a book, by the way, called... It's not The Streets of Bolt. It's called Dream Seller. I've read it. It's pretty good. You should read it. And Bam books himself, uh, no, no, Novak books himself into a rehab and he makes the decision to be sober. And Bam goes, it'll never stick. What does he say? It's a lifer. My name is Bam. This is random man. It's numb nuts. He's a lifer, bro. And what did Novak do? He came out on the other side. And he's been sober ever since. And I think that made Bam feel pretty shitty, probably. But over the last five years, he just couldn't stay sober. Obviously, they filmed Jackass 4. Bam was supposed to be a part of it. Jackass 4 was pretty disappointing, by the way. I'll go into that maybe in the Jackass one. But I wanted Bam there. I think a lot of people wanted Bam there. But he just wasn't. And you could really feel that he was missing. And the new cast members, you can tell they just... They're fine, but they were obviously just there, you know. You can tell that they didn't really like to... Okay, I'll put it this way. The old cast members were friends, and you felt that. You felt that through the screen. Even if they weren't super close friends, like there's been some stuff that's come out recently about, you know, bullying and stuff like that. Even if they weren't super close friends, they were friends. And... With these new cast members, you could feel, you could sense that it was just, they were, they were just pushed into, they were just pushed there to, to, to try and make it work, right? And I didn't like that, but regardless, Bam was supposed to be in there and he couldn't stay sober. He says it's because he found an Adderall. I just like to say that in American accent because that's how he says it. He found an Adderall in his car and he drank it. While he was supposed to be sober, so he was doing piss te pee tests. Sorry, mom. He was doing pee tests randomly, and then he found an Adderall in his car, and he took it. Then when he did another pee test, he failed. And because of that, they terminated his contract. And then Bam had a reason to now go off the deep end. Completely just let himself go party, drink, shit. And in that process, he's gotten divorced. As far as I know, he barely, as far as I know, he barely sees his son. 
Phoenix, what a cool last name for a kid. Looks like a pretty cool kid too. He barely sees his son. And he just calls out the jackass guys in, in public videos all the time. You know, he almost got arrested a few times now. There's been videos that's come out of him yelling at his wife in public. Ugh. And it was about two weeks ago where... No, sorry, not two weeks ago. About three months ago where he went into rehab. He sent his parents a text saying, this is it. I realize now that I have a problem, I'm going into rehab. And I thought about Novak because Novak went into rehab for the last time, I think it was his 13th attempt. And he said, the only difference from number 13 to the previous 12 was that this time I wanted to go in and it worked. And I thought, man, maybe that's gonna be the same with Bam. It's the one that Lamar Odom, I think it's like Lamar Odom's rehab. And I thought, dude, this is gonna be good. And then slowly these photos started coming out of Bam where he looks skinnier, he looks healthy, he's been skating again. Hell yes, this is good. This is solid. And I couldn't wait. I just thought, man, I'm so proud of that guy. I'm gonna have that old Bam back. I'm gonna have it as if I know him. But you know what I mean, right? Like Bam's gonna be back. And as luck would have it, about two weeks ago, he just checks himself out. Now he's not necessarily relapsed on alcohol or anything. You know, there's been no real footage. Don't know if it'll come out, but like he recorded this stupid song with these rappers and he's calling out Johnny Knoxville and Yesterday he appeared in court and there's photos of him released. And it's just so sad. You know, I look back at that guy who I just thought he lived the coolest life. He had this huge house and he would spend every day with just tons of money just doing cool boy shit. You know, like the stuff that you would ask a teenager to do. Or you, would, you would go to a teenager and go, hey, listen, here's $200,000. What do you want to do this week? You can do anything. And he goes, oh, well, I want to build a castle at my house. And he goes, have fun. And I used to watch that stuff and just think, man, this guy has been so blessed to have the life that he has. <sighs> now he's falling off. Anyway, I think that's enough for today. <clears throat> I'd say I might touch on some other news of the past year, but the other stuff might be stupid. I don't know. Population of 8 billion we reached last year. If that's not the most boring fucking thing you've ever heard in your life, who cares? Uh, hopefully some of you 8 billion will be listening to this podcast. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, let me know what you think about the setup. I obviously don't know how it is. I think that thing is so sick. Shout out to my friend George. I still don't know how to spell your name because he's, he's Bulgarian, but he made this. And I just think it's incredible. See you next week. Have fun.